Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, what's up? It's Jules here for What Culture Gaming, joined as ever by the lovable energy source that keeps me going all night long, that Josh Brown. So kind, thank you, Jules. Well, we've been through a lot together, you and I, because so, yesterday we got sent down to a rather secretive event in London that, that was put on by Obsidian because we got a chance to play. The Outer Worlds. Yes, that's right, Obsidian and Private Division's newest game that is coming out to challenge the crown of Fallout and other sci-fi japery RPGs. Let's just use that as a that's genre. Lovely, of yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the genre now. We got to play that. We got two hours of gameplay on footage that we were told is not going to be shown anywhere else until the game's release. And outside of a 45-minute section that we can't talk about with you guys because it involves the opening of the game and the character customization suite, which they understandably want to keep under wraps, we got to grips with a lot of what the game is about, did a lot of quests, and thankfully, in our short time with the game, we actually managed to get completely different experiences from it. Which was so good, it was such a confident showing, I mm. think, because they essentially just put us on a preloaded save and said, do whatever you want on this planet, which was yep. awesome. So we made it a point to go in completely opposite directions and see what we could find, and we managed to get completely different experiences, did different quests, did, had yep. different styles of play. And it was... I really loved it. Yeah, I really, really loved too. it. I feel like if you're looking at this as a sort of first impressions video, then there is one impression that I was left with, and that is basically, if you are looking for Fallout New Vegas in space, this game will deliver everything you need and more, which is just so relieving because starting a new IP for a company is scary work. Yeah. Trying to follow on suit from like the pressure that's been built up by the likes of Fallout and working on stuff um, like Fallout New Vegas, which is obviously Obsidian's other thing that they tackled. There's a lot of expectations and luckily I feel that this game delivers on that. Absolutely. Even more so than I even anticipated because ever since it was announced, everyone was saying, you know, it's by the creators of the original Fallout, it's by mm -hmm. the guys who did New Vegas. Everyone was expecting them to fill a gap left behind by Bethesda after they dropped Fallout 4, which I really enjoyed but was more divisive and went down a more sort of uh, standard mainstream action route mm -hmm. and of course after Fallout 76 I didn't expect this to be so entrenched in that kind of play as it was yeah. because it has everything it has the even the dialogue options are straight out of the classic Fallout 3 and yeah. Fallout 3 New Vegas style where you're a mute protagonist yes. and you just have like a selection of uh, great choices to pick from I was going to say that that actually uh, works for the game's uh, betterment I feel because Fallout 4 was a fine action game, like you say, but I do feel that there was a lot of 
character that was lost by having your actual character be voiced because it meant that when you were saying stuff, most of the time their actual uh, responses would never actually match up directly to what you were saying. Yeah. So if it had, for example, say like, oh, buzz off or something like that, the guy would just be like, get out of shotgun and shoot you in the face. <laughs> like, no, that's not exactly the tone I was trying no, to No, it was hit. a weird paradox, wasn't it? Because mm. obviously having a voice-controlled character inherently kind of makes it more personal, but mm. at the same time it puts something between you and it because the yeah. choices you're making are less robust and less refined, whereas this had a wealth of options for every single dialogue yes. interaction. It was it was a... You could tailor your character in really specific ways, yeah. ways, which I really enjoyed. And because there's no karma meter, I like that you could get to play around with being a dick to someone. It mm. might be being nice to someone else because there's no sort of mechanical incentive other than... If you like this person, you can be yeah. nice to them and they might give you a request or something like that. They did have some like uh, faction stuff where if you go yes. around killing loads of faction members like the Iconoclasts or any of the other people, then you would actually start being like vilified with them. Kind of like how New Vegas did with the uh, the town system. Like you go to certain areas and be like, oh, you're not allowed to go here. We don't like you. Yeah, that's fine. But on the day to day, it wouldn't stop you from stealing stuff. If you needed stuff and you're a scavenger, just take it sort of thing. Well, it wasn't like a karma thing. This for was that. it. I wanted to test this out. I was I was I'm not going to lie. I was purposefully trying to break the game in a of ways. Yeah, so I yeah. snuck into, I can't remember what the, what the place was, but it's where the iconic Arcadia? Arcadia? Yeah, that... I, it was like something oh, Arcade Heights. Uh, Arcade Heights? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Arcadia Heights, I think well, it was. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I snuck into there, well not snuck into there, I walked into there and I was having a mosey around, was looking in the doctor's office and mm. I saw three patients sleeping. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to be gonna be a bit of a bastard. So I went into all sneaking mode, pulled out my lovely, whatever that blade was, it was delicious. It had the like office's a, spine. I was that it? It, called, it had yeah. a great uh, green tint to it. I thought, I'm going to murder all these guys in cold blood and see what happens. So I sliced all their throats up, left them dead, felt bad about myself, but didn't get that karma pop yes, or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I thought, that is so cool, I could just do that. And that's a little story, a little bit of devilish thing that I've just done, evilness. You're only held to your own accounts of, of uh, morality, which is exactly, quite nice. Exactly, yeah. And, and what is quite good as well is that um, a huge factor of a fact of this game is that you have two companions, or at least we did when we played, and they represented two very different sides of the coin. One was a mercenary, a gun for hire, that lived in a place called, um, I can't remember what the place was called annoyingly, but it was like a sort of bigger city where there's a lot of problems going on. And the other one that you meet earlier on in the game, which is kind of like a mechanic uh, person, much more tech heavy. Yeah. So you had the two different sides. One was basically very much like cutthroat, do anything for cash. The other one was a bit like, we should be nice. And that meant that when you were making choices and doing stuff, you could hear them sort of like saying, oh, should we have done that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that I one. thought the companions were really good, even though we got, only got a glimpse of them. We only got two, like you say. Yeah. I thought the way that they engage with you in combat and again, and the story were both amazing. I thought I stumbled across one character out in the wild who actually had a connection with one of the yeah, person in my yeah. one of the people in my party, and I just thought that was such a surprising emergent moment. I'm not sure if that has a wider context in the game itself, but in this I sort of situation, so. I just thought, oh, that's cool. I want to find out more about that relationship, and I want to bump into this person further down the line. I did hear over here somebody say that there would be companion quests involved as well that would be so similar to how it was in the other Fallout games, mm -hmm. where you would build up a sort of reputation with them, and then they'd ask you to do like a specific personal quest, I actually got that great. didn't get a chance to finish it but the first thing I did when I got control was turn around and talk to the companions and then ah. she gave me uh, the quest about trying to find go. the graves of her like fallen com comrades and stuff and I thought that would be cool I sadly didn't get to finish it I didn't get to finish any quest and this might be a testament to how good the game is is that yeah. I just wanted to explore but yeah. I was given the chance I, I went to a few of the major cities but for the most part I just wanted to see what fun I could get myself into and that sustained the entire session for me 
And I think that the fun is definitely something that they've really approached uh, The Outer Worlds with because the way that the game is written is very like satirical and witty and there's like I was talking to the uh, one of the uh, writers after the event had ended and she was telling me that it's very difficult to write comedy because it is subjective. Obviously, mm -hmm. what you find funny, I might not find funny and vice versa. So it's a huge ordeal sitting down and thinking, okay, how can we make this irreverent? How can we make people really enjoy this? And what they've done is they've taken less of a zany approach as like Borderlands might have taken, but they've done a sort of satirical take on bureaucracy. Yeah. And that, to me, I've found it really funny. There's a bits where like um, they weren't annoyed that this marauder ship was sort of in this area or that there was some sort of like faction that was taking over. They were annoyed because they hadn't got the proper permits yeah. to be there. And I was like, that's like just so funny because they were like constantly trying to uh, elevate their own position by whatever means. And I tell you what, I got a, like an odd world vibe from it because it was like yeah. the Gluckens as in like, we'll do anything for cash sort of thing. Like, I thought that was really good. It's one of those weird kind of balances that they've struck where something like that could have perhaps been a bit flippant and a bit throwaway and mm. perhaps a bit surface level. But I think the characters themselves Themselves, they believe in what they're saying which makes it so funny and so kind of like I don't know resonant like they're yeah. not just caricatures or archetypes or vessels for one-liners or yeah. quirky you know personalities they are they live in this world and they have to deal with this stuff and they feel real they feel within real. the sense of their own world yeah don't they? I mean I was telling you that I, I experienced love and lost it you I did was, you this did. is good I, I basically uh, walked into this um, uh, office there's two people talking and it's the secretary of, uh, of this this guy who's asking me to go on a quest and afterwards uh, she'd mentioned something about how she was like a bit low on cash so I talked to her she was just like I'm a bit low on cash because I've been buying this money and I was like looking at her and I was just like oh she's got that like Natalie Dormer little quirky smile sort of thing like a little smirk and you're not even overselling this because no. you, you leant over to me tapped me and was, I was, I was like, there. I'm in love I'm in love Josh I didn't know what it was I just thought like ah oh, she's just a charming character and then she broke my heart by telling <laughs> me that she was actually interested in the say the, the purveyor of toxin sacks down the road and I was like ah oh. so I had to set them up on a date oh. Oh. but then again again another little quest that only came about through me going that little set like an interesting character I'm going to talk to them and then I realized that nearly there are a few people that don't have any dialogue, but there are a lot of people with a ton yeah. of small quests going on. That's it, I mean, it was so emergent as well. It didn't feel like, maybe it's, again, it's a condensed part of the game, but it didn't feel like I had a bunch of stuff to do, a bunch mm. of checklists to tick off, and was just black mindlessly doing mm. them. It was that case of, I'm gonna check out this area, and then a quest pops up, it's mm. really emergent. You're walking through a town, and a guy runs out of his um, apartment, and he's saying, there's someone, a body, there's there's a a body, body there. there, you need to see the blood, and obviously, you do need to see the blood, so you go yeah. and investigate. I love how alive the world feels. And this yeah. is, we only got a taste of one of the many worlds in the game and the yes. fact that this single one was so dense and packed with content and fun content as well mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is getting me excited for how that's going to be spread across the board. But obviously it's not just the sort of characters and the quest they give but the action as well. Like uh, I chose to do a few missions where I went in only as a conversationary thing just trying mm -hmm. to either antagonize or defuse stuff using my uh, skills and speech checks and then there were other times where it was just you know get down and dirty literally because in my final mission that I had with the game I had to sneak through a sewer pipe through a pig pen and go and assassinate this guy Clive. <laughs> Didn't have to assassinate him, but he, but he definitely did. he definitely ended up dead. But the action I found was really engaging because of the fact they've got this pseudo VAT system where it doesn't slow time down in the sense of like showing you all of their weaknesses and allowing you to pick off targets. It slows time down in general, and you can move yeah. quickly to reposition yourself. And if you double tap uh, A or the dodge button and 
a direction, you'll literally strafe around and you can use that to just like evade enemy attacks. I really and stuff. like that like, little dodge button they've mm. got in there, like that you double tap A and you get to move around a bit faster. At mm. first I thought it was a double jump, then realized yeah. how to actually utilize. And I thought the combat is, it's, it's especially was something that took me by surprise because yeah. although the trailers have looked pretty good, some of the animations, in my opinion, looked a touch janky. And I wondered whether this was going to be a case of the story in the world and the exploration mm. would be the most important thing in combat, while okay, would be secondary. I don't think that's the case here. It feels really punchy. The guns feel yeah. very varied. Melee combat works, uh, range combat works, up close and personal shotgun blasts are really satisfying. Yeah, you love doing I, that, didn't you? I, even though it happens in every other game, in every other Fallout game as well, I walked up to some, some guy with a kind of a semi-automatic rifle, right. shot him point blank, and his arms came off, and his legs came off, and his head <laughs> exploded, he was just a torso. And for some reason, that the visceral thrill of it, even though we've seen it so many times before, was nailed here. Everything from the pull of the trigger to the the sound, the soundscape mm, is surprisingly mm, really good as mm. well. He's saying surprisingly, like we didn't expect this, but it's just, it's everything we expected is there, but it's kind of just a step up. Maybe it's the case of we just expected it to, we were sold on the idea of it being, you know, Fallout New Vegas in space. And maybe it's because our brains haven't gone beyond that point because that game was released yeah. what like 10 years ago whatever it was maybe we just thought okay it's just gonna be the same thing with the new skin and yeah there are some like animation jank and there is a bit of that like it's it's a good looking game mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't say that it's the most beautiful looking game but when you consider the amount of content that's in it it's far superior to uh, in my eyes Fallout 4 it's better right. looking than the latest Skyrim that's for damn yeah. sure so if you're if graphics aren't that huge a deal to you then I really don't think that they're gonna hold you back in the slightest even then for me I was looking around the skyboxes there I'm are some thinking, beautiful moments. This is this looks lovely, and I think it. Although it might not have, you know, it might not be like the best looking game ever. Mm. I think the way it uses its art style and the way it draws on its aesthetics is yeah. better than most games. I think it's a nice blend between the style of the retro Fallout's and mm. for me Bioshock Infinite. I like that it's got this unique kind of look to it that feels throwback and yet isn't necessarily just copying other games. There's loads and loads of things where they. Um, Examples where it's kind of like reminds me of the Bioshock plasmid styles thing, that the Art yeah. Nouveau art style thing, and having this thing of like everyone's going to repeat their slogans, but they're not really understanding what they're saying yes. or the context. Like yeah, yeah. everyone's been brainwashed by the slogans and the party line of the companies they work and for. And I love that you can like, find that in the environmental storytelling. Mm. I love that they've essentially just got the terminals from Fallout back. Yeah, and I was yeah, uh, yeah. digging around in those, and the diary entries that you can find in there was so funny and so kind of had that black humor. Yeah. I think the best Fallout vault. Say yes. And I yes. thought I was just I. It, it was a kind of a catch twenty two because I realised how limited time we had in this world. Yeah. But I wanted to read every single thing I came across, so I I, I had to actively pull myself away from it and be like, no, engage with the missions, engage with the story. I as just, much as that, everything else. I, lo I love that one of the characters that I met was constantly saying about how his entire plan to become the hero of his city was to blackmail the board, who are like a people who look after the, the planet that you're on, uh, by basically just saying like they're going to blackmail their way back into a position on their table. And nice. it's kind of like... The world is falling apart, like their city is collapsing and their plan isn't to try and resurrect it in some other way, it's to use bureaucracy in order to stay relevant. Yeah, I love, I love the smarminess of that, mm. it's so good. I think as a whole it's, it's very old school, mm -hmm. but in a kind of great way, it feels like, yeah, like an RPG from 2011 or something yeah. like that. But it is still robust and it has a few new features, it's very refined. I think it brings a few interesting things to the table when it comes to combat, I like the 
companion special abilities. Yes, being able to call on them. Uh, yes. uh, but there's a cooldown thing, but you can press left or right in our case. I don't know um, if there were more that you could unlock, but the ones that we had was a big hammer smash that did like electrical damage and another one where our other companion fired the entire clip of a minigun into, yeah. into whatever foe you were looking at. The, for, for me, there is an overwhelming amount of um, systems and customization options mm -hmm. as well when it comes to your weapons and how you can craft them and I was just picking stuff up not exactly knowing what it was and just hoping it would come into play later on. I tried every weapon I picked up at least once to see what the sort of things were yeah. and like we got to try out flamethrowers, swords, knives. I had a baseball bat that had three motorized drill heads on the front that just. was I just jumped in the air and slowed down time just as I bashed people in the head with. Listen uh, that was satisfying. I saw mm. you smash that dude's head in but at the same time did you get that nice top hat from the skeleton? No. Because my I... guy looked spiffing from that lovely hat I got from that skeleton. R.I.P. So, yeah, you can customize pretty much everything, and fashion souls is definitely the, the, <laughs> going to come into play here. I mean, we got to play as um, a character that was pre-created and had tons of great stats, but it was clear from the off. Again, I can't really speak too much about the opening section, but you definitely can customize this uh, your character in any possible way you want, and it will have strengths, weaknesses, little like pros and cons, and it'll give bonuses to other things as well. It's it's if you know your Fallout games, if you know your Skyrim games, and how they build their characters, it's like this with a few more extra tweaks. That's it. Involved. It's like you can actually have character builds now. You're not just a sort of jack of all trades who gets mm -hmm. perks to kind of help them out. You have to, like we used to, put stats into specific kind of sub tiers mm -hmm. of unarmed combat mm -hmm. and then in that um, area like really dive into that and then you've got the perk system which is more than just plus 10 damage I mean there's obviously some of that yeah. but there are some like major ones that substantially change the gameplay at least from what we saw I had one which was uh, when I unlocked a skill point I put it into uh, I could move 25% quicker when I had the time dilation going on which yeah. was excellent for like my assassin smasher build because I would then slow down and be able to move quicker than the people that were trying to run away from me mm -hmm. which meant that I'd be able to like bat them straight <laughs> off into like kingdom come Honestly, it was a great experience and it's a game that I'm fully, fully looking forward to. I don't think that I'd have many bad things to say about it. Maybe a few animations can be tightened up here and there. There was a lighting bug, but they did say that it was uh, it was still beta or beta yeah. footage, so that it was something they were going to fix. It, like It ran better than I expected it mm -hmm. to. I mean, considering how hard it is to get these RPGs working, even when Obsidian made um, New Vegas, that was notoriously buggy, I think, I mean, considering I think, the build that we had. Yeah. Again, it's only one planet, but... There was an issue with screen tearing, but again, that's like to be it was expected. Only a few it was still sort of things. exactly. Right. I don't. I don't want to sound like we're just sort of glazing over those yeah. problems because if they do exist in the final product, yeah, that could be a big issue. But in terms of the small sort of like section that we played, it's kind of understandable when they still got a few months left to polish out. All yeah, the I mean, it's not out until October. So there's a few few months to get everything up ship shape. But also speaking of ships, you will be able to like do customizing on your ships. You'll be able to travel, use that to travel to different planets. And to be honest, there's going to be probably more content than I have hours. The day to I get was through. I was thinking that playing it I was because I it was exactly what I thought was going to be kind mm -hmm. of uh, a successor to Fallout using all those same systems and I was playing it and I just thought I haven't sunk many hours into a game like this in a long time and this is going to devour if, yeah. it, if it sustains its quality it's going to devour the rest of the year for me yeah yeah it's going to be I'm really looking forward to it obviously it's coming out in October so we'll keep you updated with a review and any other news that comes out as well but yeah our first impressions probably couldn't be more positive mm -hmm. of this game. So yeah, The Outer Worlds, you've done your good job there. And thank you so much for arranging for us to go and see this. Stefano and Aaron, thank you very much, guys, for that. And anyway, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at RetroJ with a zero for myself and... Josh Broom with two L's over on Twitter.com. 
Over on Twitter.com. I love that. Twitter.com. And if you want to tune in for more gaming, comics, film, and wrestling, then go to whatculture.com. And if you don't want to do that, then I guess we'll see you got later. Got nothing for you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Just got nothing for you. Bye. <laughs>